because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> We are back with another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. I'm your host. Yeah, welcome back, guys. After a couple days, of course, if you guys didn't catch our Thanksgiving preview, well, then shame on you because uh, it's already over. It's already over, obviously. You can let's do it if you want. That's that's totally fine. I think it's kind of strange though. We did did all right. I think we were like two and one. I'm hearing that the Redskins missed an extra point. Yes. Which actually, um, that would have got me a win with the seven and a half. But I, I didn't actually put real money on it. I just mentioned it for the episode. Yeah, yeah, so if you guys missed that, um, feel free to check it if you guys want it, or any of our previous episodes. They're really entertaining, despite even if we're not you know, completely striking gold on all of our uh, all of our picks. But in any case, again, I'm your host, Matt. Joining me is Joe and Dean. Um, first off, before we get into the rest of uh, the week, because obviously there's still some games to cover after the three that we did in the uh, you know, Thanksgiving special, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, guys? Dude, it, it, was, it was awesome. Man. It was good. I have um, a couple of hot takes around Thanksgiving. Uh, like it fine. It's great. But it's not really that special to me. I overeat basically every day. Yes. Um, tur- the turkey dinner, I'm not a big fan of like all the uh, all the accoutrement. I mm. really only eat turkey and mashed potatoes. So to me, it's just like a very average meal. It's great to see family, of course. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But um, yeah, as far as food goes, I'd so much rather have like a pizza or a sub. I'm going to fade that entirely. <laughs> and I'm going to say stuffing, mashed potatoes, and the cranberries are probably my favorite thing. So I get enough of the white meat and the dark meat, obviously. Mm. But when it's go time... I would say two-thirds of my plate are what I just said. The stuffing is out of this world. Yeah, it's... I don't know how people can avoid stuffing. God bless you guys. No, the best is when you really the like best it. is when you you mix it. So like if that's on your plate and you I try to keep it separate. That, I try actually. to keep it separate, but what happens is if it starts dripping into each other, I want up doing like a little bit of potatoes, a little bit of stuffing, and a little cranberry, and I get it all at once. The only thing I don't do is the cranberry. I don't like to mix my fruits with anything. It's fair. So uh, I actually I'm had, also strange. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I had I've had three turkey sandwiches today already. Uh, turkey stuffing, um, gravy. Cheddar cheese, toast the bread, just and I've had there three of them already. It sounds good. So I had, dude, I had that Wednesday. I had a turkey for dinner. Uh, <laughs> yesterday I had what I just said for breakfast. Mm. There we go. And then I had the turkey dinner again. And then this morning and lunch, I just I keep eating turkey. I can't stop. There you go. Yeah. So come on, that with a little bench, a little bench oh, press. Yeah. yeah and then bench all of a sudden I'm huge <laughs> and I'm two forty by Saturday. <laughs> so before so before we get into the rest of our episode, um, just want to give a quick little social plug here. Of course. Follow us on Twitter at winningticketspodtix and on Instagram at the Winning Ticket Pod. Of course, uh, Twitter we and Instagram we vary what we post. Obviously, you're gonna get most of our pictures and uh, you know winning tickets mostly on Instagram. But on Twitter we have of course Mikey's Deuces, which has been doing really well um, this season. Of course, Dean has yeah. a new segment that we've been touching on in previous episodes um, that he's gotten off the floor now and it looks uh, to be very excited about. Yeah, so I want to introduce um, something that I've been uh, just working on called Dino's Dimes. Now, I kind of did something similar in the summer before we even had a podcast where I kind of like the idea of um, scrapping with your very last penny or your very last dime Mm -hmm. and kind of going positive. So basically what I did was I withdrew everything that I had in in DraftKings out of it 
and left ten cents. So now I just want to see how you much money that, yeah. I could acquire with that ten cents. So as of right now, I have Memphis minus five. Um, they're up nine in the second half. So hopefully that hits, and then the Dino's Dimes will be up to forty nine cents. I was just saying before we started recording, I once I get around two dollars, then I'll really be able to uh, grow that insp- exponentially. But yeah, I'm gonna let you guys know what my picks are. You can follow along, and even I, I got an idea as well that I'm I'm releasing live on the air. Um, Every week we kind of check in, and then you and Mikey could do side bets on will I will I reach certain <laughs> thresholds? That's really exciting. Will I get to twenty dollars with one dime? I'm, I'm nope. thinking of, I'm thinking about uh, not doing exactly that, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna put out you know like what's a uh, small, medium, or large mm-hmm. type play. Like uh, this is what I literally have. So yeah. just take it with me because I don't. I wouldn't still be doing this if I lost money. What on earth would be yeah, the point absolutely. of that? Hey guys, I like burning through it. Like, why don't you just go to the movies then if you don't like to keep the exactly, money exactly. Yeah, for your yeah. entertainment? Yeah, we don't have gambling problems because we win sometimes. Yeah, really. And so, of course, if yeah. you guys listen to any of our previous episodes, that's what we end with. You know, we kind of hammer that home. We make sure it's known that it's only a gambling problem if you lose, which we don't do, obviously. Exactly. No, of course not. Sometimes I don't lose maybe. in anything. <laughs> and that's besides the point. Since 2016, I just, I I'm not tired of winning. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it, guys. Um, we have obviously less games to cover in this specific podcast recording, but definitely a lot of value that we're looking at. Um, I know the guys have been preparing, um, you know, around the clock, if you will. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, sleep last night. <laughs> for these, for these, uh, this next buffet of games. Um, obviously, I also just quickly shout out mikey is not here for recording i know i mentioned the two guys that are joining me right now but mikey actually submitted his picks he's actually working which is kind of strange i feel bad for him yeah but um (laughs) he'll be home maybe he'll step in maybe at the end of it who knows so obviously of course you know um if you're this is the first time you're joining us for the for an episode uh we just want to give you a quick little reminder we don't go game by game we really pick the four or five games or or whatever, how many games um, that we see fit that we find value from that we feel like you guys should know yeah. about. So um, let's get right into it, guys. So it yeah. uh, looks like uh, Joe wants to uh, take this one. Let's over. get it going, man. All right, so I like the Bills plus three at home against the Jags. So I love a home dog here. A couple of reasons. The Jags are going to mail it in, plain and simple. Um, after they choked away their home loss. I think they were home, right? They were. Yeah, mm-hmm. so after yeah. they choked Give away that. Give them a 16-point lead at home. 16-0, and 0, or 16 nothing, and... Um, you know, they just couldn't close the door. And that's when they were really good at that last year, when they had the lead. Mm-hmm. So that shows you that something is just way off. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if Bortles has been given too much responsibility. Um, there's a lot. But the Bills are coming off a bye. Looks like Josh Allen is coming back. Uh, that would be really incredible for them. They're also 7-1. and one. They're past eight home games against teams that don't have a winning record. So they outperform. They're like the better of the worst teams. As we right. see, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've seen, I think like three or four times the Bills have not only like covered, but won against yeah. teams that they're not better Tennessee, than. Tennessee, Minnesota. Yeah, and you look mm-hmm. at these teams and it's like, all right, on paper, look at the, the Madden statistics. You know, the, the Bills don't have an yeah, yeah. They don't have yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no talent, but they seem to, especially at home with the weather, um, you got to love the Bills at home with the conditions that are in Buffalo compared to the Jags going on the road after a horrifying loss. Mm-hmm. Their playoff hopes are officially gone. Um, they got to win out just to have a, a coin flip of a chance here to actually make it. I just don't like this one at all for them. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Uh, you had mentioned last week they lost in a heartbreaking fashion. And you know what? I actually, um, as soon as that game ended, I really said to myself that, you know, this is the game that the Jags are going to just, like, 
completely gave up. They're already losing the team with uh, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, some of, some of those guys on the defense are really um, showing that they were kind of more of a fluke last year. But I will say this. Yes, the Bills play better at home, but they are 1-3 and three against the spread at home this season. Hmm. Um, I think that they're a little bit too week-to-week, you know? And I don't really trust Definitely. their coaching so much to say that during the bye week they did something productive. If we look at past teams coming off buys, we use that as a part of our handicap. Look at Minnesota. They came out flat. It looked like they didn't watch any film. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? like Stuff like that. So I don't trust McDermott that he's actually like drilling his guys like, guys, we got to win. I think that the directive from the general manager... And the overall team ownership is that they kind of want to tank and just compile these draft picks to gear up for a run three, four years from now. So now I will say the one thing for the Jags, I am going to take the Jags minus three. Like, we'll go a little head-to-head for the first game. All right. We haven't done it in a while, actually. Yeah, exactly. And here's why. I think that they're finally getting back to the blueprint that they had offensively last year. Fournette's back. He's healthy. Mm -hmm. Maybe he took a couple extra games off. But last week, I'm starting to see some of the numbers that we were seeing last year. Fournette with 26, 27, 28 carries. They got Carlos High. They also have Yeldon, who's a pretty capable back. Their blueprint for winning is playing defense, which I think right now playing against Buffalo, they'll be able to put some pressure on Allen. I mean, last week they got the turnovers, too. They only gave up 20 points. It was just the offense was really stuttering. I think the Bills' defense, yeah, they're good, but I think with Fournette controlling that clock, only asking Bortles to throw the ball 11 times, I think that they could cover the three and uh, win this game outright. So I'm also looking at the forecast. It looks like there's snow, possible snow flurries. So does that throw anything into... Uh, your prediction? Um, I'm still going to stick with the Jaguars, but uh, I like it but a little true, bit less. They now. run the ball anyway. Yeah. like I do like it a little bit less, but LaShawn McCoy is actually statistically the best player ever in snow. <laughs> That's actually he, really cool. <laughs> I think of, in his career, he has like four 200-yard games, and three of them are were in blizzard conditions. That's really funny. Yeah, there, were, there were two in he's Buffalo. He's going to get the ball 30 times anyway. And he's great at running in the snow for some reason. He, wear, he must wear like snowshoes. <laughs> I'm also looking under here yeah. because of that. So I'll, I'll see if I can catch it now. And then yeah, the over-under is at 37. If it is like whiteout conditions, then um, that under is probably going to be taken yeah. off. Then it, then Realistically, it, it's not even going to go down to 28. It's going to just yeah, get yeah. taken off. Why would you ever put it at – you could see like a live line of 25. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've definitely hit this game enough. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to that one. That should be cool. Yeah. Uh, the next game for me, I like Browns. I'm getting plus three again, but this time – Teams on the road, they're playing the Bengals here. Um, I'm going to call this the Hugh Jackson Bowl uh, because why wouldn't you? So of course not. Here's my my theory here. Um, not an actual handicap. This is just mm-hmm. a funny theory. So they got Hugh Jackson and they're like, dude, you got to tell us all the secrets. Yeah. And Hugh Jackson's he's like, like oh, we like to do this, and then he's, he's like, just right, dead wrong. How much time you guys have? <laughs> yeah. So he tells them all, you know, they're weeks and weeks, and he's like, yeah, this is exactly what the Browns do, and then it's just garbage because he knows nothing. It's like. Who would you rather want discussing, like, science? Albert Einstein or some silly guy who was also a scientist, but yeah. he's not Albert Einstein. Yeah, I, forgot, Albert I completely Einstein forgot about Hugh Jackson being on the Bengals now. Exactly. So that's that. it's like half a handicap. I'm kind of making fun of him mm-hmm. by calling it the Hugh Jackson Bowl. But I actually think that's pretty valid. They're going to lean on him for things. Yeah. And then when things go wrong, they'll be like, Hugh, you told us they would never line up in this formation. <laughs> and they're just sitting there laughing because – actually, and this is part of my real handicap. Mm-hmm. The Browns' offense – Actually, looks pretty decent now. Mm-hmm. They're finally doing some things that they didn't do in weeks one through seven. Yeah. And they've opened it up a little bit. So I criticized the move early, but I think this might be okay for them. Yeah. Uh, in a division game, I actually like the Browns to go on the road and beat the uh, stuttering Bengals here. And I don't even know if A.J. Green's coming back. I don't think he is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of put a stop to their offense. Um, they don't even do what they used to do well. Yeah. Uh, they used to get a lot out of Mixon. I, I don't know why they've gone away from the running game. This team is just pretty bad and pretty banged up, but... You know, I'm I'm not taking the Browns with you because I just see Browns Bengals and I'm like I I hope 
that I don't see any highlights from this game. I yeah. don't care about it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't like either of these teams, uh, mainly because, yeah, I can't I can't in good faith put money behind either of them. I also, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I like the over here as well, just because I feel like the Bengals can't stop the run yeah. or the pass. What do, you, what do you feel about that? No, that's actually funny. The over-under is at 46.5, and, a half, and I, I actually would lean the over in a sneaky yeah. way. I'm sure if you say that at the water cooler or, like, around your family, if you have, like, Extended no one's got hot takes on that. Everyone's going to be like, oh, I don't know, both these teams stink. And it's kind of the perception maybe isn't as informed as you would think. Right. So, yeah, I actually would lean the over here. Um, also, money line, Browns are plus 120. I mean, that would be pretty decent. You get yeah. plus odds for a Yeah, no doubt. To get rid I of think it's more points. talented and more on the upswing. Yeah, if they're saying Bengals get three at home, they're saying that they're equal. Mm-hmm. And I think the Browns are a smidgen better than the Bengals. Uh, I wouldn't say a ton. Yeah. But division game, it's always close. Mm-hmm. I see a... a Kind of a shootout type situation here going on. You want to yeah. move on to the next one? Yeah, definitely. So um, I was just looking at the games that I pulled aside, and I actually have all favorites this week. Mm-hmm. So I have one that might be the most heavily contested game since I picked the Redskins to be 1-15 this season. I actually <laughs> have the Eagles minus 5.5. So I just guessing about how the locker room mentality goes and how they're feeling right now, they actually lost last week by the largest points spread in, in their franchise history. The year after winning the Super Bowl, I think that everyone kind of took a step back and they like really like focused themselves and they're like, whoa, what happened yeah, to us? Yeah. So I really think that the defense is going to come out a little bit extra crisp. They're going to come out firing. Yeah, they have some guys that are injured in the secondary, of course. But let me just say this. That's always a handicap for the team playing against the injured secondary. But just because you're unknown doesn't mean that you're actually bad. Like, it could be a positive. <clears throat> there were so many guys that used to be unknown that, like, came out of nowhere, and they're like, wow, this guy's the best in the league. Like, yeah. um, look at, like, the one that comes to mind is, like, Namdi Asamoah. The Raiders were horrible all those times, like, in the mid-2000s. And all of a sudden, someone's like, well, Namdi Asamoah is probably the best corner in the league. And then nobody knew him because he was just a random guy. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, the Raiders have no secondary. And just this guy just keeps on making plays. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. I'm not saying that there is, like, an mm-hmm. all-pro corner that's c- coming in. But just because you could make the same argument on the other side saying, like, there's no way that this guy is just awful, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe maybe I lost hmm. you there, but I'm going to bring no, it right no, back. No. The, Not me. I maybe a stupid listener. Now I'm, yeah, I was on there. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's that's one point that maybe won't hold much water. But here's what will. Eagles at home, five and a half, divisional game. They beat the hell out of the Giants the last time they played them, which was a Thursday night <coughs> game. Now, let me go to the Giants. The Giants played two horrible teams. Mm-hmm. They played the Bucks. They played the 49ers. Two wins. They're feeling good. People are talking about, like, hey... Can the Giants really win out and make the playoffs? Come on, guys. This is the same 1-7 team that we saw. Yeah. I think that there's no chance that the Giants win this game outright. So, going to gonna go ahead and plant my flag there. And it's another one of those things where, you know, let's look at the, the games that they did win. They weren't lights out. I mean, the 49ers, it was a last-second comeback drive against a 49ers team that is the same as the Eagles, very injured. And then the Bucks, they were winning by a lot, and they let, it, they let them all the way back. Yeah, it's a big overreaction. I think it's, I think, yeah, I think it's a yeah, classic uh, just an overreaction. They also see that, like... I think they were saying like there was something in maybe a quotes or something like a crowd conference from uh, Shermer where he said like you know Manning needs to start picking it up and of course obviously he's been playing better these past couple of weeks they've won mm-hmm. but I think again you got you touched on it the, the opponent who they're playing against I think again we live in this market for those who are listening you know that New Jersey New York so we're constantly around it so I think we have our fingers on the pulse at least to know like what's true Definitely. and what's you know mm-hmm. what's fake what's reality and I think again if you look at this yeah maybe Beckham's playing well Manning's playing well Saquon's playing well but put him up against a good team like a team that's again we're not going to disregard the fact they are 
Super Bowl mm-hmm. champions still. I think they still yeah. have good players. They're it's they they can turn it on. They can be one of those teams that finishes the season strong, gets into the playoffs, and then there's still a team you don't want to see. Yeah. So I think again with the Eagles, as you just mentioned, for everything mm-hmm. there, um, I, I could see it come back to reality this week. Yeah. Right now they're looking at themselves and saying, if we don't even make the wild card, because the division's so open. Yeah. Six yeah, and yeah. Five Cowboys, Redskins just lost their quarterback. Eagles are struggling. Yeah. Giants are worth one and seven, one two in a row. So it's like mm-hmm. it's really up in the air. But I think if you really look at it, like take a deep breath and like look at the division, you can say that like Eagles are probably still the best team, and they're probably still the team Absolutely. to be. And that actually leads yeah. me into my my final point. This really doesn't have to do with like this week's slate of games. But looking at the remaining schedules and the talent levels on every team, mm-hmm. I actually think the Eagles are going to go 5-1 and one in their next couple games yeah, and impossible. lock up the division. I mean, let's look at who they have. They got Wentz. Yeah, surgically repaired knee. Doesn't look the same. They got a banged up offensive line. But they got Josh Adams, who is a rookie running back who's pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, pretty talented. They also have Smallwood and Sproles, if you ever could come back. So they got some options from the running back. They got Alshon Jeffrey, who's a proven guy. Yeah. They got Golden Tate, who still has to learn the playbook. Zach Ertz is arguably third best tight end in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just like their their star power alone will get them to win some of these right. games. And yeah, really if you can right now, I mean of course I haven't I don't really like to look mid season for season long things, but if someone's offering like Eagles to win the division, it'll probably be like plus three hundred, plus four hundred. Yeah. I think that's actually a pretty good bet. Same. Yeah. I think they smell blood in the water and they're just getting after it. Um, I'm going to go on here and pick the Panthers because I'm a shill, as we all know. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Um, Panthers they, coming off two straight losses. So I'm actually glad that you brought that up because they're going back home against the Seahawks. They're three-point favorites. Uh, they were 10-0 straight up at home. They are 8-2 against the spread in their last 10. And uh, they're like 1-4 against the spread on the road. So I think this is just a strict math play for me. But also when you get actually down to the X's and O's, the Seahawks have against uh, Seahawks have a really tough schedule. So they've played several good teams three out of their last four weeks, and their plan has been run the ball and keep it out of the hands of it was the Rams' offense, and then last week it was the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. obviously. So they're gonna uh, they're gonna try the same strategy. They're gonna try to just kind of run the the whole situation down to zero zero um, and try to win like a really low scoring game. But I think the Panthers' strengths uh, do not promote that. I think the Panthers are very strong up front defensively, and I don't think there's any chance that the Seahawks stick with the run game uh, even in the second half. I think they're going to be down early, and uh, they're going to be stonewalled. I don't see the whole tandem that they got uh, running the ball, minus Russell Wilson, of course. I don't see them running over 50, 60 yards this game, honestly. I mean, I think it's kind of something to be said uh, similar to what we said about the Eagles. Like, the Panthers went from playoff lock, like Mm -hmm. Super Mm -hmm. Bowl-worthy when they're at home, to kind of, I don't want to say bubble, because I'm not going to sit here and overreact and be square about it, but... I think that the public thinks they're kind of bubblish, so oh, yeah. that's why yeah. the Seahawks and the Panthers are not the same team. Mm-hmm. Vegas says that the three points has the Panthers and the Seahawks being equal, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that they're at least two or three points better. I think this should be minus four and a half, minus five, and uh, I'm getting two points just because of that. So I think that the Panthers fix problems, and uh, I think that they absolutely win this game outright, uh, probably like minus 150-ish money line, so I might be looking to take this in a parlay with another minus three and get rid of some of that juice. Yeah, absolutely, and um, those are all good points. I mean, when I saw it, I, I, and this may be the square in me, I looked at it and I was like, ah, Seahawks are too good to kind of take the Panthers on the road, or rather the Seahawks on the road in Carolina. But, um, yeah, I think 
I think it's kind of public perception as well. The Seahawks are a heavily bet team. The Panthers, everyone has the taste of the of the two straight losses in their mouth. I mean, that Thursday night game, Thursday nights are a, a real flip of the coin. Yeah. If you've listened to any episode, you know that I like to fade every Thursday game, and I end up taking action on every Thursday game like right before kickoff <laughs> for a reason to watch. But, no, it's one of those things where I... I I'm not taking away the credit from Pittsburgh, but it's one of those things where I kind of chalked it up as a very fluky kind of loss. It was only their second loss of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And then last week, I mean, they played subpar in Detroit, but and of course they went for two when they could have kicked the extra point. There's a lot of things that they, they could have... I think that sometimes, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this off the air, just because I can't stop talking about Cam Newton, yeah. but he does things that... Sometimes he tries to be like, see, I can also be Tom Brady. It's like, dude, no one's asking you to do that. Yeah, and that's something that, that I texted, I believe, like, uh, Run, you chat. can run, dude. You're allowed. Absolutely. Look who you are. I texted the group chat. I was like, when Cam Newton looks good, he looks fantastic. Like, yeah. The Panthers at times look like they go 16-0 and on any given year. Yeah. When they look bad, they look horrible. They look so Giants bad. It, yeah, it's really a flip of the coin here. Let's see what team comes out. Um, I'm, I'm not huge on the Seahawks. I'm not taking anything on this game. But, yeah, I kind of like your handicap. That kind of swayed me. I may I may look closer at it when it comes to kickoff. Nice, man. Especially if that line could go down a little bit to give a hook to either team. Oh, if yeah. that gets to two and a half, I'll take the Panthers. If it gets to three and a half, I might take the Seahawks. I think it might be a field yeah. game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be close, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of my games that I feel pretty good about, I'm not in love with the point line, though. But I'm taking the Colts minus eight. They're playing the Dolphins. Dolphins getting Tannehill back. But the fact that the Colts are at home, Andrew Luck has not even been knocked down in five games. That's really remarkable. Their offensive line has been. Think about they, what we said. They are going dude. against what everyone's handicap was against. Well, probably them. the most. Like, if there was a, if you wanted to lump in the Colts' offensive line like into a one of words mm-hmm. like most improved, it would probably be them. Like, oh, most absolutely. improved player yeah, here yeah. because that was a whole conversation. Can mm-hmm. they keep him upright? Can they protect Luck? Is he going to be injured again? During, and he, they've been keeping crazy. him up, and it's yep. three touchdowns, three hundred yards every game, and their defense has been sneaky good too. Absolutely. Yeah. That, the AFC South preview, I remember um, as we were going through the games, I think we were all giving the Colts like automatic losses to like all their divisional games. And I remember I was the one that I planted the flag down and was like, I heard Andrew Luck is actually coming along. He took a year off. Yeah. You know, maybe the offensive line with Quentin Nelson. And that's something that I want to shout out. I mean, I know that... So, a little conspiracy minute. I'm going to give you everything here today. <laughs> conspiracy minute. They actually... Did you see the play where Quentin Nelson like ran and pancaked like Telvin Smith? I did, actually. The um, Colts organization added in, like, an audio track of someone screaming. And Quentin (laughs) Nelson was like, I did not make a noise when that happened. I don't know why that picked it up. But, like, they just kind of made it look a little bit more brutal. But Quentin Nelson, uh, if Saquon Barkley didn't exist, he should win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He's amazing. He's He's moved the entire team around. I remember Mikey was mentioning that. During the AFC South preview, that he plays like a like a all pro, and right. he is you know gonna be a great player in this league for ten years. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you know Colts minus eight. I think that their offense is really coming alive. T. Y. Hilton's healthy. They got Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, even some of the little side pieces of um, you know Grant and uh, Rogers and everything like that. These guys are you know okay. They're not great, but like they can yeah. get open. Andrew yeah. Luck can find people, and that's the thing. He's kind of getting back to where he was. And the thing is too point. is that the, the the good thing is that the Luck has been able. They're throwing the ball a ton, and he's spraying mm-hmm. the ball around. It's not just Ebron. We talked about Ebron and Doyle being like the their primary targets, or Luck's like those are gonna be his security blankets the entire year. But now that he's having protection, he's able to kind of expand. Go to Ty, go to Grant Rogers, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. So he has options now, and they're gonna be throwing the ball a ton. So this is kind of I guess a DraftKings semi plug oh, yeah, here yeah, too, absolutely. is that you can look at some Colts players because. Because mm-hmm. they're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. Yep. So the opportunity for Luck to you know get Hilton and all these guys involved mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, and even uh, some of their backs too. Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. 
uh, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. The fact that they use all three is a fantasy nightmare, but it's actually helping them game script-wise. So uh, Frank Reich's doing a great job down there. Now on to Miami. I mean, they are getting Tannehill back, who I've openly disrespected a whole bunch. Um, they're 1-4 <laughs> and four against the spread on the road with an average margin of loss uh, by 14.5. I think eight points is completely fine. Yeah, this is a huge number, but I'm with you here. Uh, I think we the only thing we've disagreed with so far is the Jags-Bills. Mm-hmm. The only stat that I've heard, uh, like pro-Dolphins, is that they are, and listen to this, you guys are going to laugh at this, mm-hmm. they're 7-1 against the spread in their past eight games at Indy. So okay. what is that, back since 91? Yeah. That's like forever ago. Yeah. So yeah. if that's one of the stats that you got to lean on to handicap mm-hmm. for the Dolphins, that's, I mean, what yeah. excites you about the Dolphins' offense? They can right. run the ball like maybe a blow. You have like, money to blow, you're, looking, you're digging that deep for a stat. Like, um, i got to look for mm-hmm. something because I want to take the Dolphins here. Like, yeah. that's kind of It's, a, it's a huge number. Maybe if you tease it to like 18? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely Just because you got to get creative with yeah. that. Just because a college team would have a chance. Not really, but you get what I'm saying. Like 18 is a ton. And you know what's actually funny? You've just re-sparked the hatred in my heart. Um, Adam Gase, I think, wants to get fired because he gives Frank Gore 30 touches a game, and Kenyon Drake is far and away more talented. Yeah, but I he just straight it. up doesn't do it. I <laughs> traded for Kenyon Drake. I'm an idiot. I traded for Jordan Howard, who now, yesterday, has stamped it. His last name is now Garbage. I benched him. Someone yeah. texted me, and they're like, are you starting Jordan, Jordan Garbage? And I was like, until he scores 20, then he's back in my lineup. I wavered Gus Edwards. Don't care. I honestly would drop him. I actually have a really good pulse on the Bears, and I'm not just saying that because mm-hmm. of LGB, and I have I always have been on the Bears. LGB. I took under player props, Jordan Howard rush yards. That's They're great. just giving it away. And then I took over, uh, or I took Tariq Cohen to score a touchdown mm-hmm. because he kind of always does. Yeah. It was like plus 150. I think it was a boosted odds on okay. DraftKings. Wow. It was 125, and I took it at 125. And then I saw 150, took it again at 150. Nice. So I did well with player props yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that game I think I went 2-1 and because I took Stafford over one and a half touchdowns. Yeah. That kind of blew up in my face. I think we, I think we honestly, we nailed that. You know, just a quick little plug on that or a shout-out on that, that Thanksgiving special. I think we mm-hmm. kind of nailed that one in the head. Yeah, you know, yeah, the no Daniel thing, just managing the game. Oh, that yeah. game, we crushed that game. Yeah, that oh, was, we really I was did. looking at it, I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I was like, this is like, a, this was, we, we, we killed it. Yeah. That game, and honestly, uh, if the Redskins made that extra point, we were 3-0. and Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's pretty fun. But, but uh, that was one of the games that I did like mm-hmm. as well. Not yeah. the one that I was going to handicap, so I'm glad you touched mm-hmm. on it. The Colts yeah. minus 11 or whatever you get it at. My last one is uh, Ravens minus 11. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to handicap this one either. I don't want to get caught in giving a whole prediction here with Lamar Jackson, and then it turns out Flacco does end up starting. But uh, I don't think that this double digits uh, point spread here phases me at all. I think when you look at uh, – this is why I don't want to handicap it because mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson – is not necessarily a quarterback. He's like a yeah. RB two practically, but, but kind of like, like a John, like a Terrell prior before he was like a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how is John Gruden going to prepare for that? He's right. never faced anything. Even, he's, he doesn't even have any college experience. Yeah, I just think he they, ran. Like, what do you what do you run like twenty something times last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah that's, that's, that, that's not a recipe 30. for success, even against the Raiders, either, though. Yeah, also on, on that note as well, no quarterback has ever run for 100 yards in back-to-back games, and that's even with Vic in his prime and everything yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. So I feel like Lamar Jackson's going to be kind of boosted in daily fantasy with, like, money-wise, and that, we'll get that's, a big, that's a huge yeah. trap. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you're like, I'll get 10 points from rushing yards alone, the guy can't throw. Yeah, I, that's yeah. yeah. I, I think that they're just gonna go run heavy against the mm-hmm. Raiders, and the Raiders are not. When you keep getting punched in the face over and over and over again, when a team runs the ball, by the third quarter you start to go, "Why am I hurting my body? I hate this team. This season's yeah. lost. I hate Gruden. I don't want any part of this." Mm-hmm. So I'm looking under here as well as Ravens. So that's my little mini handicap. It's mm-hmm. not too in depth, just because, like I said, the quarterback play that influences the line yeah. by four or Absolutely. five, depending on who it is. Yeah, and um, that's interesting because I'm 
also only have two games that I kind of like that I'm not actually going to full handicap. Um, I like the Titans getting six and a half. I believe the line's changing because they just took down the, the actual line. Um, it, on the road in Houston, everyone's saying Houston, seven games in a row they won. But if you look at their schedule during that, they haven't really beat anyone that uh, moves the needle all that much. I think division game, Titans hungry for a win. Mariota's going to play, even though when Mariota plays, he's really not that good. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, I think that the the um, Titans on primetime, I mean, they, they have a way of kind of uh, stealing some games. I think this Texans defense is a little bit overrated. I mean, let's look what happened last week. Colt McCoy came in and they kind of started giving some back. I mean, they got to play the Jaguars already. They played the Colts in a barn burner overtime game. I think the Texans are a little bit overrated, and that's crazy to say. A team that's won seven in a row is overrated. No, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, the quality of wins doesn't really uh, move the needle all that much for me. I think the Titans could definitely control the clock, get this game, and get their season back on on the right track. Maybe win outright. I I know they're plus 195 money line. Yeah, yeah. Before you wrap up, with mm-hmm. your games here, I want to make sure we read Mikey's oh, just yeah. off the bat so you guys can pick against them, so you guys can go 5-0. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually looking for it right now. I went to oh, Mikey's yeah. direct text, and it's not there because he put it in the group. But um, I know that he's a big believer because I was just scrolling past her. I know he's a big believer in the Broncos. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting too. I know um, Mikey's <laughs> handicap of that was probably that the Broncos are much better at home. And last week, you know, coming off a win in L.A., that's pretty good. Uh, they got a quality win. They're playing against the Steelers, who are kind of um, trending down, even though they had a miraculous comeback last week. Yeah. I don't really take a lot of um, precedence in that. Yeah. I, I would say this, and I don't mean to put you guys on the spot here, but mm-hmm. if there's one, maybe we can introduce this as a new segment, the weeks to follow. We'll pick one game that you are just interested in just watching because you don't know either side. I think for me, mm-hmm. this is why I bring it up, I think it would be Steelers-Broncos because I look at Steelers' three-point favorites on the road. Mm-hmm. Are they for real? I've had a question mark next to them the entire year. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, is their D? Are they going to get after Ben? Because yeah. he kind of can't move anymore. And like, the, I'm just confused. And with the Steelers, too, is that they started off kind of shaky and then like there was like that one point in the part of the season where you know, everyone was looking at them saying, well, this is the week they got to turn it on. And they, they actually obviously had a really, they went on a really good run. They're in a good position to make the playoffs, obviously. But I think, again, week to week, like we saw last week, against a team like the Jaguars, who I mean, we mentioned a ton on this this episode specifically, yeah. who were just, they're not the same team at all as they were last year. The fact that Ben Roethlisberger had that many interceptions and they had to really kind of rely on the Jaguars kind of giving it away yeah, exactly. for the Steelers to get back into it, it again. Be, yeah, exactly. I think you also got to take into account, though, that the Steelers are one of those teams where, and Ben Roethlisberger is one of those quarterbacks, where are they really going to have two kind of like iffy, like, questionable games. I don't know. It, I, you're valid in believing what you believe. I think you've, yeah. you've seen enough evidence to support what you're, what you're this thinking. This would be my pass this week. But I think, again, it, it would be... I would not, not be surprised at all to see Roethlisberger come back with a good game. Not a, not a six-touchdown game that we've seen in previous years, but have a good, strong game. Maybe Brian Brown gets a touchdown, or maybe Juju gets a touchdown. Connor runs the ball well, and it's a comfortable, like, okay, the Steelers get a nice bounce back, yeah. like... the commanding win not maybe like by two three touchdowns but they win the game outright and it's like okay the Steelers are back on track kind right of thing. so we have some head-to-head work here Mikey's going to be taking the Broncos plus three at home so we'll mm-hmm. see uh if the Steelers handicap that you just gave holds true uh he's also got the Pats nine and a half favorites he's got Bengals minus three so I'm going against him on that one mm-hmm. agreeing with me here on the Panthers minus three he also has Vikings minus mm-hmm. three yeah, you know what's funny? After watching, uh, I actually have two games uh, uh, on this that I want to touch on. Uh, the Vikings game I'll start with first. Uh, last week I was um, not shocked, but I was pretty um, unhappy. I know yeah. that as soon as the first drive happened, uh, it's the fact that the team looked complacent. 
they they were acting like it was preseason, like it was like, eh, you know, third and three, tough division game, like run up the middle, stuffed, and then everyone comes off like shoulders slumped, like eh, whatever. Uh, Thielen's coming back down to earth because he has back and a calf problem. Stefan Diggs is kind of uh, trending up, so that might be something too in, in DFS. You're going to th- see Thielen is uh, such a high price, whereas I think Diggs might be the better play now moving forward. What about forward. even Robinson too? Oh, yeah. With, with, as yeah, you just Alder, mentioned, with, 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 with Thielen being kind of like, you know, I could look for Robinson to get some more touches, and he's been a pretty reliable target for Cousins when he has looked his way. Yeah, absolutely. And and the one Viking um, handicap that I'll say is that um, the new offense coordinator, John Filippo really doesn't like running the ball. And on games that we've lost, you're going to see that we don't carry the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, he got stopped a couple times, and they're like, nope, Dalvin Cook, you're out. Yeah. He got completely written out of the game script. Yeah. Latavius Murray completely written out of the game you can't script. can't do that. I'm not even joking. I think that the Vikings had maybe like 14 carries. So then they're very susceptible to losing. That being said, I think the Packers are a pretty subpar team. They are 0-4 or... Yeah, they're 0-4 against uh, teams with winning records. Mm-hmm. I think that these Packers are just such an overrated thing. I'm actually surprised that the Vikings are minus three. They're calling these these two the same team. I mean, I think the Packers are really average, but at, right now, based on what I've seen the last couple of weeks, that's fair. So yeah, they can't win on the road either. Yeah. And I think against the spread, they're one three and one mm-hmm. on the road. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. they underperform on the road, not just lose. They yeah. they really mm-hmm. underperform. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I have on that one. Now I have a lot on the Patriots. This was one that I was actually. Um, considering taking for the show, but the Patriots coming off a bye, playing the Jets, they are um, pretty bad. Hold on one second, just pulling this up. It, I think it's cool that they're 9.5 on the road. That's <laughs> That means that, That's what crazy. would it be, quick math, 15.5? Yeah. So home. it's possibly 16, Jeez. because uh, it usually closes in the direction, the line usually closes in the direction of the Pats mm-hmm. at the end of the week. 16 point favorites at home would be absurd <laughs> yeah okay so here it is so new england is 15 10 and 1 against the spread after a buy under bill belichick um actually not as good as you would think nine and a half pretty large number but i think just based on what the jets have had um same thing uh same handicap with the buy i just don't really think that this bye week is you really think todd bowles is having people come in extra and be like all right guys let's crunch numbers let's, let's watch film i mean i think belichick is out scheming them that's something yeah. that you would i see. think they're off the buy too right they are yeah. i think yeah. so it's like you know who's gonna if we're matching who's up, gonna prepare better yeah, todd bowles or Joe belichick? <laughs> yeah. i think that's a no-brainer um yeah jets are home but they have proven that they can't move the ball at all i think the patriots yeah. are actually finding their stride and they're getting sony michelle back i think that the patriots jump out to an early lead and the jets barely score yeah. definitely maybe single digits yeah, their run game uh, coming back hopefully at 100% is pretty huge. Um, I think Edelman is healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what Gronk's status is, but uh, I'm I'm in total agreement here with you, Dean. I'm loving the fact that I'm just going to pass this, but um, I like the 9.5 if I had to. Yeah. I like the Pats here. Absolutely. So I am all out of games. <laughs> Me too, man. I think that wraps it up, and Mikey's got... Uh, no friends, and he's going to go 1-5 this week. So Mikey's pretty horrible. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at WinningTicksPod. Of course, you guys can listen to the episode once it comes up. Um, or rather, you guys are listening to it now, so thank you for doing so. Yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, but those Mikey Deuces, uh, again, like I said at the top, he's been doing quite well with those. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to win some money on some, uh, some college sports, um, Make sure you head over to our Twitter account. Uh, you guys can win with us. I think he's fifteen and seven this year. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's been winning some tweeted uh, them all out. Some low key money before the game starts. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. Like one of those fakies. That, that's something else that I'm going to touch on. Um, so I've been tweeting a lot more. My college basketball. I'm eleven and two 
right? Or actually, I'm ten and two, but that I have Memphis Memphis right now going into the final minute. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I'm ten and two. I've tweeted everything before tip off. Whereas um, I follow a lot of different gambling sites now. It's all just a ploy to get your money to like, hey, we'll sell you picks. Guys, we give you all of our picks. All we ask it's... is that you listen to us, <laughs> you have fun, you interact you with us. tell your other sports betting friends about us. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Just interact, have fun. We want it to feel like you're just having a couple beers with your friends, talking. But you're at this and table with handicapping us. Handicapping games. Yeah. We wish you were here with us. Dude, of absolutely. course. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll get some of you guys on. Maybe we'll yeah. contribute some definitely picks, maybe. Spots. Who knows? That's maybe some shout outs, some personal shout outs. That could oh be a Good, Gosh, that yes. could be a good holiday gift for your honey, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey honey, I won I'll, three I'll grand. <laughs> hey, I won three grand listening to Dino's dimes. <laughs> so, guys, I think that wraps up this episode. And um, again, it's only a gambling problem if you lose. Oh yeah.